Radio silence. Transmission incoming. Welcome to the Hotel Picture Show. Let's do it. Episode 0079, Show Me the Murder. You've entered the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McRae. You can call me Blarv. I'm here to tell you this podcast may contain adult language, so keep that in mind. On today's episode, we have a Mad Lib, we have a game, a quiz, and instead of the big screen, we're scaling down to the small screen to go to FX's new miniseries, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. We'll take you there. We've got a lot going. We've got a foursome in the cantina. In the VIP booth, let's head on up and get today's show started. I will go clockwise because that is what I will do on today's conversational roundtable. Joining us once again, he has tended a bar. He has not met the O.J. Simpson, I believe. We'll find that out soon. Maybe he's the real killer. Joining us again is Eugene. Have I met O.J.? Find out in today's episode. <laughs> Going also, further around the clock on our roundtable discussion, she is a woman. She will give her perspective on the Marsha Clark angle of the law. She is a psychology major. Was OJ crazy or wasn't he? Her name is Heathen. Hello. Hello. Finishing up around the clock at the 12.02 as the small hand shows it. It is beer maker Matt. He is currently brewing some beverages. And he's dabbled a bit in film himself. Has he met O.J. Simpson? We'll find this out more. <laughs> we will. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the cantina. It's been a while. I, uh, last week, I started the uh, uh, podcast up again after about over a month or so. Did a solo. Actually, had uh, Portland Mike call in on a really shitty connection, so it was good content but bad quality, um, which is usually the reverse of what we do. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, we'll just catch up briefly on how everyone has been doing. I actually haven't seen anyone in this room for a while except for Heathen. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> so Eugene, how's everything going? Everything is going grand. I don't think you've been on since in the episodes in the maybe the 20s. The 1920s, yes. <laughs> when we all talk like this, see? 
<laughs> he he then, take me alive. Although I've seen you, the we'll call them quote fans haven't heard from you for a while. I'm pretty sure they were happy about that. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Not a whole lot, actually. Okay. Not a whole lot. And uh, Beer Maker Matt, I haven't seen you since the Santa Crawl. That's been about a month. Yeah, it's been a while. How's that going? I saw on Facebook you said that you were... I, don't know, I saw a couple things. You had a video about starting some some beverages. Yep, I've got a nice double IPA started. And uh, yeah, it's coming along quite nice. Better than a double DVDA. Those are rough. <laughs> Do tell that us about that. <laughs> yeah, that's two penises in the butt, two Venuses in the vagina. Venuses in the vagina. A DVD. If it was a no, double a double. DVD, no, that, that would be, be four, four penises in the butt. <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible. That's an octopi of penetration. <laughs> an octopi. Hey, boys, would you like to quadruple me? <laughs> I'm going to put that on Craigslist. Be quadruple DVDA. I'm looking for a lady. I'm not picky about race or age or looks. Just someone that's into quadrupies. <laughs> but I do cook. Oh, is that, is that what I offer? If you let me do it, I'll make you some bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out in the middle of nowhere, so nobody will be able to hear us. Food and lube in one place. Fruit of loom? Food and lube. Oh, fruit. Oh, fr- yeah, the bacon. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes. And bacon. <laughs> Talking about murderers. <laughs> he killed a bitch with that thing. Anyway. Now that we're all caught up. Do you know what Michael Jordan's nickname was, Heather? Um. Air Jordan. <laughs> you did not get a sticker. <laughs> so I guess it's time for the news, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Channing Tatum and uh, Joseph Gordon Lewitt are. Levitt. Lewitt. <laughs> really, way to start it out. Fantastic. Are working on an R-rated musical comedy. I hope they both dance. <laughs> They're going to. That's guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> All right. There's not very much news about it, but Universal has picked up the music musical, and uh, Mark Platt is going to be producing it. They're going to be playing two pilots that end up on a misadventure. And it's a musical? Yes. That sounds like a real kind of 19... 19- 40s kind of thing sounds fantastic to me <laughs> some pilots that are on an adventure that they sing their way out of a trouble adventure i hope they're making remaking three amigos they might no it's two those yeah. amigos i know they'll cgi in john candy. john candy i don't know all right next story what do you guys think about the musical misadventures of joseph gordon and the handsome channing tatum uh, I think it'll be a glorious Me failure. Too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be glorious. I think you can speak for all the ladies out there saying I'm excited to see Channing Tatum dance again. Mm-hmm. 
I think it'll be great. <laughs> I think Jack everything's going to be great. I'd have to know more about the plot. There's, like and I said, what's their motivation? Very, the motivation is money. The motivation is more dancing. All right, yes. next story. <laughs> Star Wars Force Awakens first ever is the first ever to cross the 900 million domestically. Domestically. In only 50 days. It's not going to beat the international mark, apparently. It's the only third film in history to gross the two billion mark worldwide. It will have done that in 53 days. Um, the domestic record of 760.5 million was held by Avatar in 318 days. Star Wars did it in 20 days. Mm-hmm. It uh, beat this record as the worldwide number. Um, Star Wars and Avatar are the only two films to actually cross the $2 billion mark. Titanic um, had to release itself twice to It'll be cross in- that mark. interesting. We do have a this first spinoff coming uh, this year, Rogue One, but when we have Episode 8, when Episode 8 comes out, it will be running up against Avatar 2. They will be coming out uh, within weeks of each other in December. Avatar is interesting because it made a bunch of money and people liked it, but it's generally like most people are like, it's not like a movie that anyone talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it made all this money, but it like wasn't, it's not relevant. And Star Wars, they're just going to be running for a while. Like I, I think they've got six films coming out in the next six years. Avatar is visually stunning. It was. It was one of the few movies I liked uh, 3D. I thought it had, because a lot of movies I don't think add very much to the 3D. James Cameron is very visual, even say what you will about Titanic. But it was visually stunning, not just Leonardo DiCaprio. Speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, his Russian fans um, are preparing for the worst, just in case he doesn't win an Academy Award for his performance in The Revenant. The female fans are donating valuable gold and silver jewelry to be <laughs> melted down <laughs> and uh, used to form a special Oscar statue. It's about $1,300 to make. Um, some of the fans are like taking half of their earrings, so they'll donate one half of an earring and keep the other half so that they feel like they're part of the Oscar statue. You know, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have melted down Russian gold. I mean, anyone can get an Oscar. We only need like five to ten people to donate gold. I mean, there's probably like thousands of them. Yeah. Who's pocketing the extra gold? Putin. That's That's pretty cool. Leo, he probably will win it. He, He won the SAG. The SAG? Uh, for Best Actor. The Screen Actors Guild uh, Award. So he was recognized by his peers. So that was kind of a surprise. So, And, of course, he won the Golden Globe. And he won a bunch of other like little awards, like the Hungarian Film Festival. Yeah, I would say this year is <clears throat> probably the year. <clears throat> but I was saving this Oscar talk for a, a later film. But that is your Oscar talk preview. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. And that's my news. Woohoo! I forgot to tell everybody. If you're new to the podcast or just new to here, anytime you hear the sound, uh, that's that's fine to hit this baby. You can drink along with us at home. <laughs> Come on, heathen, get in the game. Get your mind in the game. Mm. 
So anyway, we did not hit that many babies last week. Even with Portland Mike on the phone, I was surprised. We were just drinking without hitting the babies. Matt just put his baby to sleep. Now we're going to head into Cocktail Corner. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. All right, today in Cocktail Corner, we're going to try a new experiment. I haven't even tried this myself yet. This drink themed on our feature presentation is called The Real Killer. Hopefully it won't cut our heads off. The main meat, the alcohol in this ingredient, because this is an OJ-themed cocktail, this is dark honey, which I think describes OJ fairly well. This is dark honey from Seagram 7. This is a blended whiskey with honey flavor. It's also 71 proof, which is all they had that OJ was guilty. Not 100%, so he, he was free. 71 proof. I'm going to have you. What was his football number? 32, I think. Oh, damn. He might have had 32 more than one is number. 7. No, it's not. It's 5. <laughs> With an extra two it is. I think it was 32. I don't know if it's enough. I didn't watch football in the I'm 70s. I'm trying to find any way I can tie this shit to him. I don't know a lot about OJ's football career. He uh, had the single season rushing record in like, or broke it in like 1975 or something like that. There's a seven. Uh, well, yeah, he, he played in the 70s. He played much. in the 70s. Yeah, for Buffalo Bills. He was definitely there in 71. Anyway, I'm going to have Eugene being a former bartender, I have him help me with this. So pour in, I don't know, three ounces-ish, or whatever you like, into each glass. That's the three main ounces? thing. Or so, whatever you would put, because the only other thing we're really going to put in is OJ. So okay. do it as it. I really want. don't want OJ inside of me. Well, he's going in with the dark honey. So the main ingredient, so, um, and I might take a little just sip of to see what this tastes like on its own. That's, that's going to be a, a nice one. Do you want um, these? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to sip it. Yeah, because I just want to see what this OJ Dark Honey tastes like on his own. Ouch. Oh. That was painful. <laughs> Does I'll anybody want to try I'll it? I'll just pour it in a cap. Here. Sure. I just, if anyone wants to try, I'm just going to take a little bit to see what it tastes like on its own. Oh, here. Oh, here. Matt's wearing his Night's Watch shirt again. Mm-hmm. Night's walk or night sweats. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to leave. Um, so, so yeah, if you're following along at home, you're going to take your Seagram's Dark Honey. You're going to put in how many ounces would you say that is? Two or th- two and a half? Uh, it's about three, actually. Three? Yeah. That seems about right. Is that what you would do if you're making like a like a screwdriver? or Well, a screwdriver would be in that type of glass, but like making a whiskey Coke. A strong drink, you always leave with the strong It's a little, I, I don't like it. I don't like it very, it's a little too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Just. Just like OJ. <laughs> He's not sweet. He's sweet. So the second ingredient, we're not doing the Campari yet. Okay. Because um, there's just going to be a little a little dribble for oh. Nicole and a little dribble for Ron Goldman. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just for color. So yeah, pretty much. So if you're following along at home, you're going to get your uh, tumbler glass, or your rocks glass filled with ice. We didn't fill ours with ice because I didn't have enough ice. You're going to put in two and a half, three-ish ounces of your whiskey you're going to fill with OJ, and then you're going to put a little dribble of red on top for Nicole, a little dribble on top for Ron, 
and uh, which is the Campari. So this will be interesting to see if the sweetness of the whiskey. You're if, making me sick just by <laughs> listening to you. Campari's got a lot of the bitter, got a lot of the herbals. So we'll see if it can um, if it can fight even a, just a dribble because it's pretty strong. See if it can fight against the. Uh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> so this is a uh, might kind of look a little bit like a. Well, we're not using grenadine, but you know this might sort of look like a tequila sunrise or something like that. I think grenadine would have like floated better. Yeah, I was just trying to get something that wasn't so sweet because the whiskey was already a, a honey. I didn't want to overpower the sweet. I was hoping the Campari might uh, fight against that a little bit. I think it's just because you were too cheap to buy the three dollar grenadine. No, no, it was <laughs> it was all in my mind. All in favor. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anything you guys want to drink to? Anything spectacular going on recently? Film, movies, TV, life, porn? Based on the uh, OJ TV series, I would say let's drink to freedom. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Swizzle. Swazzle. Swizzle. Do I start with my finger? You can give it a swizzle or a swazzle. That's actually very pleasing. It's just tastes kind of like or it tastes like orange juice and like maple syrup. Kind Smooth. Of. It would be a good breakfast cocktail. Mm-hmm. Brunch to replace yeah. to replace the mimosa for some who don't like the champagne. It's not quite as light as a mimosa. Mimosas, you know, got the bubble. See what I was. Yeah, gonna... it's for the whiskey. It's a breakfast thing for the the dark See, what, what liquor I was, people. What I was playing around with doing and i just was afraid it would make it too sweet plus i couldn't find it as i wanted to put some blood orange in there mm. some blood orange like oh, Italian grapefruit soda. juice might be nice no we got oj we don't need the grapefruit just some blood orange blood orange <laughs> poke through with one of those little plastic swords though that would have been very appropriate oh <laughs> yeah. yeah i was with gonna... some cherries yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious if you guys remember, uh, folks at home, if you remember the last time we played a Mad Lib, it was basically uh, a nice lesson for he- heathen. <laughs> it was a nice kind of, or for any of you at home <laughs> that are a little bit rusty on your uh, on your English. I wouldn't even call it 101. I would call it like your English negative uh, 10. Especially if you're joining us from Reno. <laughs> but I have a mad lib. Just always funny when I do this. So, very briefly at home for everyone, an adjective is a descriptive word. Descriptive. <laughs> nice answer. You got it. Good job. A noun is a person, place, or thing. A verb is an action word. I will go. Action. <laughs> Like zooming. I'm gonna ask you again. Okay. We do this every time. Well, you're going second, so uh, we're, we'll go. Clockwise. Even when I was a child, I'm like, so tell me again. Tell me how to read. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, fucker. What's this say? So, Eugene, give me a number. Why couldn't you give me that? <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Thank you for being supportive. No, a number is a uh, counting. It's an integer. Just because I said that, I'm going to pick the number seven for Heather. Not for OJ? Heathen. Give me a feeling. (laughs) I think you've heard about what these are. (laughs) You may have had this before. Oh. Angry. Angry. <laughs> I'm going 
to actually change it to anger. And by the way, we do have a new secret word this week, but the secret word that was hanging around for about three months was also a feeling. The secret word was regret. Oh. The secret word was regret. Beer maker Matt was None like... None of us would ever was, say that. No, beer maker Matt was close to it. I think he went with remorse or something like that, and then he went with constipation the next week, so he was getting... <laughs> All right, beer maker Matt... That's need, very close. I need a plural noun, which for heathens help, it means a noun that is not a singular... But there's a multitude. Uh, Plural noun. Knives. Knives is perfect. <laughs> All right. Eugene, I need a adjective. This is a descriptive word. Run. <laughs> uh, what was it again? <laughs> Adjective. An adjective. Pretty. Someone's tummy talking? That was mine. Okay. Excuse me. I swear it's just most of the guy. Usually it's me. Heathen. I need an occupation in the plural. Occupation. <laughs> this is a job. Plural. Hookers. <laughs> okay, beer maker Matt. I need an adjective. Uh... This is the special version of Matt Oh, yeah. Italian Pegarla Cerebe. S P E S H A L. Heathen drink while we're waiting for I Matt. I just did. Find an adjective. Adjective. Glad we're not in the lightning round. <laughs> That's uh, a, a descriptive word. Uh. It's not easy, is it? Do 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 do. Uh, pretty. No, I already said pretty. Slutty. Okay. Thank you. Eugene, I need a noun. Hat. Heather, I need a noun. Poop. Beer maker Matt, I need a plural noun. <laughs> uh, dogs. You should never enter a Mad Libs contest. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene, I need a noun. Glove. Uh, heathen, I need a verb in the past tense. Just give me a verb, and I'll put it in the past tense for you. Um, carried. Thank you. Yes. Beer maker Matt, I need. See, a, I, didn't, I didn't need assistance. Need, Thank you. It's just it's just I, the adjectives. Beer maker Matt, I need a name. Bob. Really. Eugene, I need a vehicle. Prius. <laughs> You couldn't say Bronco. Come on. Even I need a verb. Bathtub. Verb. This is an oh, action, action word. Sorry. You never go bathtub. I'm sorry. <laughs> I bathtub all the time. I just bathtub that bitch. I love. 
<laughs> I think I just got bad. I love how Eugene is very supportive. I'm very um, supportive. <laughs> hey guys, I gotta go bathtub right now. <laughs> I'll be right back. I messed myself. I gotta go bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hobbies? <laughs> Bathtubbing. <laughs> All right, Helen, time's up. Get a group after me. Start a meetup group. We're going to bathtubbers. In a nude. Um, That's fine to hit this baby. You're going to get us drunk by waiting. 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 Wait. Wait. And... Uh, beer maker Matt, a place. Um, Long Beach. All right. So apparently, you guys wrote the Mad Lib. George Lucas was screwing around as he's known to do with the Star Wars films, and he was thinking of redoing the opening crawl for one of his movies. So this was the crawl that we found on one of the DVD extras. It reads Episode 7 A New Anger. It is a period of civil war. Rebel knives, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the pretty Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel hookers managed to steal slutty plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Hat. An armored super poop with enough dogs (laughs) to destroy an entire glove. Carried by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Bob races... Home aboard her Prius. Custodian of the stolen plans that can wait her people and restore freedom to the entire Long Beach. Not bad. I feel like when I'm doing ad-libs, it hasn't changed since I was like 10. It comes out the same way. It was pretty hilarious, Princess Bob. Well, there was a lot less fucks and cums than my mad libs that I used to do. But there was a poop. There were were more bodily fluids than the old ones. All right, so the next one we're going to do a quiz. I'm going to ask you guys. I'll continue in in, in clockwise order. When you guys were watching cartoons, either now or as a kid, like Looney Tunes and stuff, what was your favorite way for uh, someone to die, Eugene? What was your favorite way for like a cartoon character to die? It was always like mid-speed, whether it was Wiley Coyote. It was always while he was sprinting and gets smashed by something or runs into something. Who is that? Speedy? Wiley Coyote. Oh, Wiley Coyote. Getting smashed, like when he ran into a wall? But while he was running or while he was doing something. Okay. So what kind of... Uh, uh, okay, Helen? Mm, I was more into like okay, just, Care Bears okay. and My Little it's Pony fine. and Rainbow Bright. You must have watched a Looney Tunes or something. You must have killed that least stepped on a leaf or something. What was your favorite way for a character to die in cartoon? Or at least favorite? Um, I would say like... Well, I don't think Gargamel ever died... But no, none of the Smurfs. The Smurf- okay, that was about it for me. Okay, we'll just say Gargamel. Okay, for you. <laughs> Beer Maker Matt, what was your it's Gargamel? <laughs> Beer Maker Matt, what was your favorite way for a character to die in a cartoon? Um, when they either run off a cliff or off of a building, and they keep running until they realize they've. They're no longer on the ground, and then they look down okay. and fall to the death. Oh, yeah. So, Eugene, yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> Eugene, for your death, what is the sound that that makes? You just some kind of a splat or just a crashing okay. noise, and it's usually rock. Like that? Okay, you can do that. Okay, <laughs> that's going to be your ring in. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. 
<laughs> you, Eugene, you're gonna, your ring is going to be splat. Heathen, what's your Gargamel sound? You used to be Gargamel. Is it going to be a ringing? <laughs> and Beer Maker Matt, what is the sound that that made when... Uh, okay, there's your ringings. All right, there's a theme to the quiz. Let's see if you can get the theme. Question, there's 10 questions. Keep track of your score. Question one. Africanized honeybees, a hybrid of the western honeybee species, is also known colloquially as this. Gargamel. Yes. Killer bees? Killer bees is correct. Question two. Ashanti, Vanessa Carlton, and Ja Rule were among the artists on this record label. MCA. Got to ring in. Oh, sorry. Gargamel. Gargamel. Uh, MCA Records? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. Anyone else want to ring in? Uh, Murder. Murder, Inc. If you can't remember Ja Rule saying that in every song. Murder. Actually, I was going to say... Question three. Something different. (laughs) Question three. When you were young, human, Mr. Brightside, or among some of the singles from this Las Vegas, Nevada rock band... The answer is The Killers. Question number four. This 10-part documentary, first streamed on Netflix on December 18, 2015, focused on the story of Stephen Avery, a man who served 18 years in prison before being flat. Me. Me. No, it's me. Splat. I heard splat. Gargamel. Gargamel. Making of a murderer. Making a murderer is correct. I said that already. You did? No, I didn't. Question number five. Oliver Stone directed this film following the violent lives of Mickey and Mallory Knox. Splat. Splat. Story by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my God. Ethan, you don't know. Don't sit there. No, no, I'm... The answer is Natural Born Killers. See, I do know I that. Right I freaking hate you. I love the freaking song. I hate you. Number six. <laughs> Guns N' Roses got some backlash for covering this song, Look at Your Game Girl, originally released in 1970 by this life in prison inmate charged with murder and conspiracy. The answer is... Gargamel. Yes. Welcome to the jungle. I don't know. The answer is Charles Manson. Okay. <laughs> it's a tight race. <laughs> Think zero zero one. Two. Three. I have three. Really? Oh, Eugene has one. Okay. I don't have zero. I don't have any. I don't have zero. Yeah. This toothed whale belonging to the oceanic dolphin family of which it is the largest Boom. member. Yes. Beer maker Matt. Uh, orca or killer whale? Yes, that is correct. Orca or killer whale. Number eight, Heisman winner, Rose Bowl MVP, NFL Hall of Famer, even named player Me. Gargamel. O.J. <laughs> <laughs> Simpson. O.J. Simpson is correct. <laughs> even player of the decade in 1979 by Pro Football Weekly, he was also an actor, notably playing a man framed for murder by the police in 1974's The Klansman. That's all the same question. Number nine, also known as Leather Apron and the Whitechapel Murderer, the name he is now commonly known as came from a letter 
probably a hoax and possibly written by the media. Uh, um, uh. Do you not know you're ringing? Gargamel? Gargamel. Um, he is the something killer, the, um. My Little Pony killer? No, the, um. The famous one. Starts with an A. The. Anyone else have a. It's not the. Um, it is Jack Diana. the Ripper. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was the one in San Francisco. Number 10. We're really rolling along here. <laughs> well, I'm winning, so fuck all of you. This fictional character first appeared in a 1959 novel before appearing on the big screen in 1960. His M.O. involves stabbing people to death while wearing his mother's clothing. Oh, uh, Splat. Splat. It was Norman Bates. Norman Bates uh, is correct. I got one! <laughs> Psycho killer Norman Bates. You should know that from a Nicki Minaj song. Or whoever says that. All right, so what was your final scores? One. I, I won. One. <laughs> hey, then, you won. You did a nice job. Uh, you forfeited your prize from last week. And our last time, and you are uh, starting out afresh. It was a tight race. It was very tight. <laughs> I don't think so. Let's head into feature presentation. So, as mentioned earlier, uh, in feature presentation, we're going to the small screen again. We did do a a made-for-TV movie once before, uh, whatever that site, that AI movie was. This is, we're doing American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and we're covering the first episode, um, which came out on February 2nd. American Crime Story, of course, is somewhat of a spinoff from Ryan Murphy's popular American Horror Story series. His American Crime Story, each series will focus on um, a particular trial or murder or something like that, a, a crime story. So on the, I believe, I don't know if this is the first one or he did something before, maybe he did something before this, but this one is based on O.J. Simpson. Episode one was called From the Ashes of Tragedy kind of a generic title. I have a couple notes here that I will talk about, jump in at any time, and then it's a free-for-all for whatever you want to talk about. We just watched the episode uh, just before recording the podcast, so everything's somewhat fresh to us. Um, Here's the synopsis that was written for the show. There are few truly unifying events in American life. When something happens that makes the entire country stop and take notice, we we remember it forever. Everybody remembers where they were when O.J. Simpson, riding in a white Bronco, led the police on a low-speed chase all over Los Angeles. This marked the emergence of the 24-hour news cycle and the birth of reality television. So I kind of wanted to start with that part here. As I said uh, while you guys were talking, as I was listening to a podcast interview with the writers, and they mentioned that they, they were purposely trying to set sort of the context, at least in the first episode in the series, of that last thing, that this was they were trying to show that how this was the rise of sort of reality TV, being that this was on basically a trial that was on for a year. 
I don't necessarily agree that it was the beginning of the 24-hour news cycle because CNN had started that in like 1989 with Tiananmen Square. Mm -hmm. But but maybe as far as... It was the first trial that was covered. When CNN first started, not a whole lot of people were watching it. So this was maybe something that uh, the the mass populace was was glued to constantly. Um, And I can't... I never really thought about it before, but I can see how this was sort of the, the rise of reality television and... And that someone, you know, definitely in Hollywood took notice and said, you know, people are eating this up. This is selling magazines. You know, I don't think it was the rise of reality television. I think it was the re- the rise of um, cameras in the courtroom. Well, cameras weren't allowed. Oh, okay, they were. Okay, I know there's something that. That's where that started. So I know they had cameras in the courtroom, but you, you weren't allowed to see the jurors for some reason in this trial. I don't remember why that was. But uh, you were. You're never. Allowed. Oh, you're not. Protect, okay. It was to protect jury tamper. That was one of the major ones. You're but, never uh, allowed. I think the 24-hour news cycle thing actually started with Operation Desert Storm a few years before. Yeah. And they had playing cards for General Norman Schwarzkopf. Yeah. What? <laughs> so. OJ, this trial started the um, whole, uh, you know, we have to see what's going on in the courtroom. Yeah, and it, and it, it made... It uh, changed from uh, sketch drawing to live television and, and they may have you know they probably had that before i'm trying to think or not but this is what you know made it it was they hadn't had like a televised celebrity trial before and not not only was oj you know a celebrity but i mean people involved these were like celebrity lawyers that were involved and these were like kato kaylin <laughs> and we had I mean, he, he was nobody. He still is nobody. That's the most screen time he's ever I did, had. But I did just... see that he was the only one that live tweeted during the um Well, what else is release? he doing? Is I know. He on break I just from Burger King? Like... Um, I think he did make a uh, appearance in, in, in some show or something. But um, uh, Matt, how, how old were you? Because you're a little bit younger than us. How old were you when this happened? Do you, do you remember watching any of this at all or the chase? Uh, I mean, I do remember seeing it, but I... I was never really that into it. I mean, I was aware of it. Um, what year was it? 94. Well, 94 was the chase, and the trial took about a year. So I don't remember all the trials specifically <clears throat> myself either. I do remember where I was at watching TV with the chase, and only because it preempted everything, and this is back when we had like three channels, and I kind of didn't know what was going on. I sort of know who O.J. Simpson was, and... As I was saying, we were watching the show. People didn't really know what he was doing as they were televising it. They didn't know if he had a hostage. Like, his media was kind of hyping it a little bit. They're like, they didn't know if anyone was in the car with him. They didn't know if he had a gun. They just kept saying he had a gun. They didn't know if there's someone else, if he was going to kill himself. And it just went on forever. And I just wanted to watch fucking G.I. Joe or whatever was mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I yeah. don't yeah, I would think that was like my freshman year of high school, I think. Or... Yeah, it was, uh, I think I was a junior when, this, when, when, when the actual chase happened. I was eighteen. Um, I remember, but it did it did uh, show how like sensationalist. I mean, they already knew that this kind of uh, story sold because that's where like the Enquirer and a lot of stuff besides having Bat Boy, everything was about celebrity gossip. So they knew. I mean, obviously, uh, someone should have put two and two together as far as making reality TV work, but. Um, what I was going to say, I forgot where I was going to say, is like every juror that was in the trial wrote a book about this, and more than one, and almost everyone involved in the case wrote a book on this. The miniseries is based on a book, I believe, 
by one of the jurors. Um, So here's a couple notes. I don't have that many on on the show. So this series premiere shares another significant event. February 2nd is also the day that O.J. Simpson married Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, sweet. Uh, This marks... John Travolta's return to series TV after his breakthrough role in Welcome Back, Carter in 1975. (laughs) Uh, As everyone probably knows and is referenced in the title of this episode, Show Me the Murder, Cuba Gooding Jr. previously portrayed a star football player in Jerry Maguire. Uh, 20 years earlier, uh, uh, Rod Rod Tidwell. And I think that uh, I'd like to think that this might have been the sequel to Jerry Maguire in a way, that this could have been how Rod Tidwell ended his life 20 years later. Um, although we didn't see a lot of her in episode one, so I don't know. Kelly Doddle was cast as Nicole Brown Simpson because she really resembles her. Uh, that's why Ryan Murphy cast her instead of a big Hollywood name like David Schwimmer. Um, so I don't know the resemblance. So since this is like a series kind of like American Horror Story, does this mean we're going to see like David Schwimmer, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., and John Travolta in like the next series as well? Or is this like... Um, I don't know how that will work, although I did say... Pretty sure we're going to see them for a little bit. But I mean, you, you, just like a lot of directors and stuff, we are seeing repeat actors. So um, what's her name that's playing Marsha Clark? She's been in every American Horror Story. Um, Paula, Sarah Paulson. And who else are we seeing in here? There's someone else that we see in here from American Horror Story. I can't remember offhand. Um, <clears throat> one thing I thought was interesting, um, you didn't really see it on here, and I, it, it's kind of off. Well, I'll just go ahead and repeat it. It is off topic, is that Ryan Murphy was saying that uh, for every episode that he does now, for, for half of every series he does, he's going to make sure that a minority or a female is in a directing role, which... I don't know. That's Whatever. part of his thing that he's doing is half. Well, yeah, I just, I don't really believe in, you know, that's basically affirmative action. I don't believe in giving someone a role just because they're, I do believe there should be more equality and pay people equally, but I think they should earn it. I don't think you should just give something some, to someone just because they're a female. Or, I mean, you even get it today that jobs get like a credit for hiring minorities. So when you fill out that little demographic thing and it says you're a white male, then, you know, if you're if you're an Indian welfare whatever you're you're more likely to get hired because jobs need to hire a certain amount of minorities to get i I don't know eugene you you know what that is right they get some sort of like tax credit or something tax breaks depends on your ethnic mixes at work so anyway that was a little bit off. well if you're a native american it's a little bit different well i was just i was talking about indian indians from india (laughs) okay I would say Native American if I meant Native Americans. <laughs> Not racist. They don't. Okay. Anyway, that, that was really <laughs> off topic. That's all the notes I had. So, uh, so episode one basically starts pretty early on with the murder and goes through uh, the media frenzy and the police bungling and how Marsha Clarkson... Is that her name? Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark gets assigned as the uh, prosecutor, basically, and that 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 department is going to have nowhere near the funds or money or anything um, 
to battle against OJ, and it ends with the chase. So there, there's the spoilers. So jump in on any part you want, whether it's the actors, the story, the what well, you think I, I, about the I trial. Think touching base on like the uh, whether it started or helped to start reality TV, or where this is the first you know legal case that was sensationalized. I, I, I think it's a mixture of things. I think. OJ's ethnicity played the largest part in, in the riots two years before and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff, but I think it just led to that where it had to be publicized, where people wanted to see everything because it made sense to at the time to avoid another LA riot. And I wonder, although yeah, this, I agree with that. Yeah, and and you know, even, no more riots. Even let's, though this let's is put this on try let 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 people see. Yeah, it. and um, and and that's how actually how this how the first episode actually starts is it's talking about the um, Rodney King beatings and some other things going on, and that's that's I think exactly how it starts. Which, which I rolled my eyes at. Well, I think it's interesting because I think at. it did have a I think those things did have a role in this trial, perhaps um, because as we saw, it seemed like there was a lot of evidence stacked against OJ. And one of the things I remember, I was in um, junior college when the trial reached its verdict. And I remember people like wanting to go to the radio or whatever to find out what happened. And mm-hmm. I remember like specifically African-Americans, although it was well, it mostly was just African Americans. When they heard the verdict, they're like, "Good, finally, we got, we got, we, we got one, go. we got one." Yeah, that's basically <laughs> yeah. what they're saying. They were saying this was owed to us, yeah. whether we earned it or not. Sort of, they call this, and they they say this exists in basketball. Sometimes they call it a makeup foul. If someone misses a foul on one thing, they're like, "Okay, we'll get the next one." <laughs> so I don't really think that's what happened, but um, I mean, it's hard to say. These jurors were sequestered in a hotel for a year, like locked away it's basically living in the shining with a bunch of other people <clears throat> who knows they probably just said hey you know if you've ever seen the 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 the, the uh, mandatory film 12 angry men where a lot of them are like let's just get the fuck out of here <laughs> let's he's he's guilty or whatever yeah. so you know it might have been where the jury eventually just got to the point where they're just like i want to go home well i have a problem with them saying like uh, you know they we Oh, you know, they owed us one. I mean, what would happen if it was a Jewish person that uh, killed a white person? I really don't think that the Jewish community would be like, oh, they owed us one. You just don't see that happening. You just do not see that happening. I mean, the Holocaust happened the same time that slavery happened, just in a different country. We're talking about same the thing happened. Los Angeles area as well, which was very, uh, it, it was very overheated with the police and African Americans in general. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I, I lived in today. L.A. for a very 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 long time, and also and the, I mean the prosecution tries to discredit the defendant, and you know the defendant was doing the same thing. The defendant's counsel was trying to discredit the police that like were L.A. police, which is already discredited in the first place. So they played all the angles and they did it right. I just have a problem with, I guess, uh, black people saying uh, white people owe them something and you don't hear the Jewish people who went through the Holocaust, they don't say the same thing. I don't know if people were saying it. I mean, it it was basically the inference, but I mean, as I said, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the, the jury Room. I don't know how things came out. Obviously, as we saw in this episode, if we want to take this episode that we saw the first episode here on uh, TV, if we want to take this as as mostly fact, 
the police bungled a lot of stuff. I mean, that's what Marsha Clark keeps saying is, you guys didn't get this, you didn't get that. She says, how did you not do this? And they said, well, uh, our, our, our guys aren't used to dealing with a celebrity. Like, she doesn't care. She doesn't even know who the guy is. And, I mean, we saw the way they allowed him to turn himself in. They gave him a lot of liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even referenced that earlier with the beating charges. Said he never even did his community service. He just, you know, did some charity shit for uh, Ronald McDonald. And, he, and uh, what's the uh, the line in there? He, he did the uh, celebrity way out or whatever the, mm-hmm. the, the, the person says. So... You know, it is. It is maybe if he would have been held accountable for uh, the shit that he did to her prior, then maybe she wouldn't have been murdered in the first place. Well, we, I don't know. We see that a lot in the criminal system where there's like, okay, this has happened three times. Why did this go on for so long? But um, also, it shows uh, how there's a lot of ways in which our legal system is broken, and one of them, as we see, is that. Um, celebrities get special treatment but as we saw with making a murder and some other things imagine all the people that can't afford a a, a true legal defense that just get fucked because they can't afford to represent themselves or even a making a murder where uh the nephew whatever his name was his lawyer didn't even want to represent him basically just wanted to say he's guilty and not Mm -hmm. represent him i mean and then well imagine the people who can afford representation that actually did it well that's what i'm talking about with, yeah. the, with the celebrity the celebrity mm-hmm. thing it's 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 you can buy your way out of a legal and here we are 20 years later and he's anyway we're only supposed to talk about the first episode right did we decide that we, we can talk about whatever i mean we we uh if, if everyone follows along we can come back in 10 episodes we're not going to cover every episode but we can come back after 10 episodes and and um and give our verdict on the show <laughs> uh one thing i want to talk about just real quick on the just the well i'll save that to the end um let's br- bring up another topic well you you kind of touched on the the news and being the 24-hour news cycle i'd be interested to kind of see because i don't remember a whole lot about it but kind of you know it being a trial and there was probably a lot that wasn't seen by the public in the you know from the trial um and that the need that they had to be reporting you know 24 7 on this mm-hmm. You got to think that this was kind of the beginning of kind of like the Fox News, um, yeah. you know, program where they basically just have a bunch of people come on and, you know, do a bunch of conjecture. And, and this is where the paparazzi started. Yeah. Well, is that what you're saying? I think paparazzi started before that. Well, it's like, you're, yeah, the 24 hour. Well, they're, they're just trying to fill space. So they're not necessarily reporting on true you know facts and mm-hmm. the news they're they're bringing people on just talking bullshit mm-hmm. and it it it's yeah it's just gotten out of control from there so i'd be interested to kind of see what one the news thing, was doing back then one thing in this episode that i thought was interesting is how they uh had um when they were gonna take oj into custody mm-hmm. and he's like oh i'm gonna take a gun and kill myself and well, towards um, the end of the episode yeah and rob kardashian was like don't do it and then he jumped into the bronco all i could think about is um because i have had a similar situation happen to me when i was a child um people don't do that they don't act that way they don't try to kill themselves unless they've actually killed somebody 
Right. Um, because my... Yeah, if he truly thought he was innocent, then he would have wanted to do anything he could to mm-hmm. be around for his kids. Yeah. Because my uh, childhood friend was killed, and he took himself out, and her mom, like, took out the whole family, just to make sure he wasn't going to go to jail or anything. Uh, so Yeah, I, um, it was interesting, so, again, like Matt, I remember this being on the TV, and it was sort of a big thing pop-culturally, because... I know it was a big thing pop culturally because Saturday Night Live would make references to it. Um, And uh, Tim Meadows being the only black guy on Saturday Night Live, I always thought this was funny as he played every black character, whether he looked like them or not, which which I can kind of go to the Kubi Gooding Jr. thing in a minute. But I remember them doing um, uh, things about that. But what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so I wasn't really familiar with a lot of, you know, the total ins and outs and stuff. But I can say, at least according to this first episode with David Schwimmer playing Robert Kardashian, he seems like a real fucking pussy. (laughs) I mean, his only dialogue is basically like, OJ, OJ, I need to take care of him. There's no way he could do this. Yeah, he's got like a giant heart on him. Well, I guess they were supposed to be friends or whatever, but I remember being... And I was still really young. I just remember watching like the whole chase being um, televised. And I just kept going. I didn't really know who O.J. Simpson was, but I knew he was just from the television. They're like, oh, he's a football player or whatever. I'm like, so why don't they just pull him over? Like, what is this low speed chase? And why aren't they pulling his ass over? Well, you know, because like that goes I, back to the beginning with all the riots and everything. The cop, besides him being a no, celebrity. No, it goes back to the, um, they allowed him special privileges. Well, that's true. But also, this being televised and going to every network in the world live is they couldn't afford to fuck up again. The L.A. De- Police Department. They could not afford to... Nobody knew that they fucked up until yes, just did. now. No. They knew with the... Well, the Rodney King. Yeah, the Rodney King thing. That those, those tapes were everywhere. And the riots had just happened like two years But nobody that. knew that he was supposed to turn himself in or anything. No, they just I'm saw just saying, somebody driving along in a Bronco. No, they, they knew. I mean, that's the reason there was a... There was, a, there was definitely probably an AP, APB out for him. At that point, when he was supposed to turn himself in, and he was late, and the guy said, "But he was to make me, the call. as a white person, I was just like, as a white person, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just, just as a person, I was like, okay, so your wife is dead, and now you're driving along in a low speed chase, and nobody's pulling you over. What is going on? Well, as a viewer, I understand. As a viewer, I was thinking the same thing. I didn't know what was happening, but I'm just saying the reason they didn't is they couldn't afford to fuck up on TV." They were just going to lay it play out, and you know you can't. The Broncos there was don't no get, need to define myself as a white person. Well, I apologize, Bron- just Bron- as a person. Bron- <laughs> Broncos don't get that great a gas mileage. Yeah. She wasn't going to get that far. <laughs> thing too is they could, they couldn't even make a mistake as far as endangering somebody's life potentially. I mean, there there must have been a new chief of police in LA after the LA riots, and you know that was two years later. So there must have been somebody coming to power and. I'm sure they were very, very keen on making sure they control the media. And it was live on every network, not only here, but this was going out live across the world. Eugene, I just really feel like if it was anybody else in the world, 
They would have pulled their asses over. If it was Guns drawn yeah, and everything. There wouldn't have been a helicopter flying over covering it 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was Russia, they just would have shined it, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> if, it would, if it was just uh, me. Well, I, I'm wondering if they had spike strips back then. That they must that have. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Why did they just drop some spikes? That's what I was trying That's to That's what of. I'm saying. Pull it, them over in a reasonable situation, then, even, even but it's O.J. Simpson. Lethal in some cases. Could be. I'm sure there was and a call And a low-speed chase? Yeah, they probably just... On a freeway? Well, it's it's lethal because they they couldn't retract the, um, the spikes after they've been deployed. And... Um, oh, go ahead. Maybe. Now, now they have the technology to do it, so they actually have like a spike strip that goes out and then retracts itself. But back then, it was just basically a, a spike strip, and so it basically it's it's dangerous to anybody that is in the path of that thing. And the load speed chase wasn't uh, a threat to anyone because the police had gone way ahead and like closed off the yeah. freeway. If mm-hmm. if you go and look at the video, that's There's the only car on the road. nobody on the freeway. For like, yeah, for there's like all these like other cameras and stuff on the other freeways or around there, but like on that freeway, that's just a Bronco just driving 50, 15 miles per hour trying to <laughs> get as much as he can. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> I'd like to get the real OJ story <clears throat> later on. Like, where were you going, and what did you expect to do? He probably really didn't know. He just panicked. Just he just didn't want to get caught. He's too pretty for prison. <laughs> So as far as the uh, uh, te- uh, Eugene, when you're in the bathroom, I was talking about when Tim Meadows used to play OJ on SNL, <laughs> yeah, and how he looked nothing like him or any other black person that he played on SNL. He was just the only. Uh, Chris Rock was on there for a brief time. The best part was he had, like no matter what character he was playing, it was all the same character. Yeah, it was all the same character. <laughs> but I was gonna say Cuba Gooding Jr. Although I think he did an okay job. I don't. He didn't particularly strike me as an OJ. He yeah. didn't have the voice for one. It sounded like. Rod Sterling or whatever Way his name is. Way too short. What I wanted to hear mostly was the voice, kind of just the deeper kind of goo. Like I didn't do it, and uh, and the forehead. Just wanted to see the forehead. <laughs> yeah, we, I didn't see the forehead either. That's the first thing I noticed. I wanted forehead and just the the voice. More forehead. <laughs> that's my that's my whole thing, and not to like take it up. Well, it's it's a, a movie podcast, so it's okay. You really couldn't find any other actor. That looked like him. But you know what? Cuba Gooding Jr. was available. Just like <laughs> the um, uh, well, so Johnny Depp movie where they had to put the... I think that Johnny Depp looked pretty similar to yes, him. Yes, I though. understand. And but I still just feel like... <laughs> there are also some actors. So we did this when we talked about Jobs. That Michael Fassbender didn't necessarily look a lot like Steve Jobs. Although for certain parts of the movie he did. But he's a good enough actor yeah. that you're like, okay, I can buy him yeah, Steve Jobs. the energy. Definitely. He was like Foxcatcher. So Steve Carell yeah. was a lot like the, the, you know, the person, the real person. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this gotta is, bring the energy. But he didn't look; he doesn't look anything like him in real life. They, you know, used a lot of makeup, but his acting mm-hmm. um, was dead on mm-hmm. as well. So this is going again a little off topic. I just watched a preview last night called um, Elvis and Nixon, and Elvis mm-hmm. is played by Michael Shannon. You might know him from Boardwalk Empire. He plays the uh, DEA guy. Also, he was the bad guy in the last Superman movie. Mm-hmm. A great actor. Didn't think I could see him as Elvis. Actually, when I watched the preview, he's he's fine as Elvis, even though he's kind of weird looking. He's fine yeah. as Elvis. 
Kevin Spacey plays Nixon, and that's the part I'm actually having a little bit of trouble with. <laughs> it's not. I thought I would have trouble with Michael Shannon as as uh, as Elvis. It's like I don't know how that because he's just a weird looking dude. Um, but again, you know, sometimes when you watch a movie like with Steve Jobs, is you might be off for a few minutes, but then the actor is so good that they bring you into it. I don't know that Kobe Gooding Jr., although I believe he did win an Academy Award or at least nominated for Jerry Maguire. Um, not that super great as an actor. Well, I think the the only reason to have Cuba is if he is planning on kind of being a series uh, regular. So maybe they have something else in another series that he might be better at as well. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of the other performances? Uh, I know you like David Schwimmer, but that, that was... I, d- I did I think- like that, and I also liked um, <laughs> Travolta. The, I agree, uh, it was horrible. Yeah. I think Travolta was No, I like that yeah. um, prosecutor. Like Dr- I think they got her. Oh, Marsha Clark's? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's, I told you, Jean, I, I don't like her in American Horror, even though she just won a Golden Globe for Freak Show. I think she um, did really good. I think she her. did good, too. Yeah. I just don't like the way her, she has something with her top lip where you can't see her top teeth most of the time, and it bugs the fuck out of me. It creates kind of a lisp, but. Yeah, like you can, I can, I can hear her voice. Um, so a couple. You just don't like the actress. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think she did fine. I like the guy they got for you. Johnny, just don't like the actor. Even though you wanted Michael uh, Kramer in uh, Blackface to play Johnny Cochran, I like the guy that they got as Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Although I could have seen like Aegis Elba play Johnny Cochran. I did. Yeah. No, like who was this. the guy that did like the Johnny Cochran kind of character in Seinfeld, though? Oh, I know who you're talking about now. It wasn't. So you weren't talking about Kramer. <laughs> no. No, I was talking. I was. I was totally. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would say yeah. the actor that played Johnny Crocker had the closest resemblance to any of the real life characters. Who? who? The actor that played Johnny Crocker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Some, some of the people I don't know, like um, okay, I do so, like the Johnny Cochran actor. Um, so Chris Jenner back then played by Selma Blair. I don't know what she looked like. Also, I don't know. I who. do like the Chris Jenner. Um, is the the girlfriend that was. In the um, OJ's girlfriend? No, is the girlfriend that was talking to her? I think she played herself. Her name's no, her name's Connie Britton. She's from uh, Friday Night Lights in Nashville. She looks yeah. in the fucking first old. She plays. I thought she played herself. No, she's playing Faye Resnick. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I thought she played herself. No, no. I literally like thought she played herself because she looks hella old. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, who else was I gonna She's got to stop smoking. So who played Cato? <laughs> Let me see. Shoot. That was a pretty darn good resemblance too, though. <laughs> kind of, although he was a little bit better looking than the real Cato. <laughs> That's true. The real Cato was such a fucking like Spicoli surfer idiot. And this like, guy was pretty close. It was like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dane. He was a horrible actor. <laughs> no, he was a horrible actor. Um, I don't... I, re- I, I don't recall Cato being that stupid. Well, he was a joke. I don't know. Do I live here? My, my question is... Do I live here? Like, no. Well, he, he was on drugs. Of course. Of course. Well, was but, it really bad acting overall, or, or was it just a really bad script overall? It see, was, I think a lot of it... I, I agree. I think a lot of it was the dialogue and the directing, not the yeah. actors. I think most of the acting was good. I, I, like I said, I think John Travolta sounded like Dr. Evil. 
And Heathen's like, well, that's what he sounded like. I was like, okay, I understand accents. Well, I, I, I want to go back and look at the footage because I remember his accent sounding like that. Robert Shapiro. And we didn't get to uh, Judge Ito, who was played by Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live, I believe. I can't remember for sure, but I believe. Um, well, Sh- Shapiro was kind of mechanical in the way he spoke. So, it, so Mike Myers is going to play an Asian... They didn't have any Asians on SNL, and they still don't. I don't think they ever have. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we were talking about the movie. No, no. I was, I was talking like, about wait performances. A minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> she mentioned this she's gonna white. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> no, I was going to say this. This is going to be a really good movie. <laughs> Courtney B. Vance plays Johnny Cochran. He is known for Law & Order, The Hunt for Red October, and... Terminator, I believe the TV series. Yes. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, the 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 uh, there was a lot of actors I saw that I liked, like Bruce Greenwood and stuff. It was just some of the lines and some of the lingering edits. Yeah. And as I mentioned to you guys, when um, was it Mark? Not Mark Furman. Whoever uh, the guy comes in, he says, "I'm Detective Mark, Mark Furman." Foreman. And Mark Furman. <laughs> It, like just out of nowhere, like we got to introduce everyone. Oh, just like the one where they're talking about Connie Britton and, and uh, Chris Jenner. He's like, "Well, here comes your ex-husband." It's like, "Oh, thank you for letting me know. I never would have known yeah. who that was." Yeah, there needed to be because more because we, <laughs> we already know. Like, I know they're they're trying to set it up for people at home. They just did it very awkwardly. Or for people that weren't. Well, I don't think. No, I don't think. Well, what's, the, what's the point of doing that? Because the people that wouldn't know wouldn't know who they are to begin with. So there's really no point in. I don't feel like you need to introduce. There's a better. Right. We all know that. No, we don't. Robert Kardashian and Kris Jenner were married. Yeah, but I've we known don't... that. I've known that since. But we don't know who those characters are when you're turning it. I don't know who. I when knew, I see, you, I knew you it. know who Selma Blair was as soon as she was on screen. Who she was. I didn't. I have to because I don't know. I, Selma other, Blair. Other than other than Johnny. Who Cochran, was she playing? Other than like Johnny Co- Johnny Cochran. Tell and me the character. Other than Johnny Cochran and uh, uh, Marsha Clark, I had to be kind of told who everyone was because they didn't look like who they were. But there's a better way to write that. You don't just yeah. have to say, "Hello, oh. I'm Mark Furman." <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much knew. It's just bad writing when you do that. You may have seen me from such crimes as... Yeah. <laughs> like Simpsons. Like, we don't write a TV show. I mean, in real life, we don't say... Hi. I guess I must watch too much Lifetime. Yeah, I so this pretty is probably much figured out every. Compared I, to Lifetime. It's not about acting, but I, I knew We're not every, talking about figuring it out. We're talking about the way to write, that you don't write dialogue like that. You don't write a di- No one comes into a room and says, Hello, I'm Kevin McRae, and I am a podcaster for the Potable Picture Show, and I know these, I know you, Matt, because... But you just said that you didn't know who these people were, and I I'm knew. talking about why they wrote it that way for the audience to know what's going on. They don't necessarily know which actor is playing which person and what the relationship is, and that's fine. You need to introduce them. There's a better way to introduce them than someone coming in and saying, True. Hello. I have a vengeance for five years now, and I'm looking for the person that killed my wife. I think about it every day. That person over there is my enemy. My name is Tito Mandoya. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. No detective I've ever met introduces himself as a full name, like Detective Joe Johnson. It's always like Detective Johnson or Detective Smith or 
It's like Sanchez, yeah. whatever. It so is. yeah, in real life, that dialogue they probably, were they were trying to. In real life, that dialogue probably would have went. Uh, we need to go get OJ. Okay, I know where he lives. That's probably how the dialogue would have went. Not, I'm Detective Mark Furman, and I was there two years ago <laughs> because of a domestic. I mean, it's people don't talk like it's that. It's a 20-year-old uh, detective case, and they're trying to appeal to people that have no idea it's not about what's appealing. going on. It's about writing. Well, Heather, I'm, I'm Eugene Lee, and I would say it's just bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eugene... It's it's something I am Heather Cope and I think <laughs> that they are trying to write off the coattails of making of murder, maybe a little bit. We're not talking about the, the selling of the story. That's fine. I think it's a little bit of like, no, everything. We're, we're, talking we're talking about, about. what is bad about it. I, I think it's fine. I'll probably watch the rest of the episodes. I'm interested. I'm just saying that the dialogue wasn't very good. Yeah. No. I'm interested for more of a, a B-level movie, kind of melodramatic soap opera style comedy. It, it was... Oh, I even turned to you and I was like, I, t- I thought you said this was supposed to be good. Yeah, this was a little... Okay, so... <laughs> it was hyped. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little bit worse than I expected. So, for one thing, I heard it was... It was good. It's getting good. It's been getting good reviews. Another thing is that I By think... By who? Like everything. By OJ. Like, look up every... <laughs> Uh, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, New York Times, like it's getting really good reviews. Uh, Do these people watch Lifetime? Because it's worse than Lifetime. No, it's not worse than Lifetime. But what I was going to say. It s- is worse than Lifetime. I watch Lifetime. <laughs> what I was going to say is that we've partially, we've gotten spoiled and we don't realize we're, we're so used to like HBO and like, you know, uh, AMC and some of these really good shows that we're not used to TV sucking unless we watch Lifetime. Did you just hear me? I said. Yeah, but no one's really I listening love to you. Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, we're and kind of, homework. I mean, we we are in kind of a golden age of television right now with you know HBO and AMC and all these uh, broadcast companies doing really well as far as TV programming. Even, even Netflix and Amazon. Okay, but I'm telling you, during my Christmas, like, junky things that I love, it's horrible. It's horrible acting. Okay. Yes, we know. I also love Lifetime. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't. I'm sorry. So, me. I was actually hoping the show would be a little bit worse. I was hoping this would be a <laughs> Lifetime show. This, And then when I heard it was okay, and then I was like, this is pretty cheesy. It's still not as cheesy, although it's borderline. It's you very really? soap opera. Like Eugene said, it's no. very, like, melodramatic. So you, you had you had touched on this earlier. So Fox originally had the series, and then FX took it over. What when did FX take this over? How early in the process? So FX was always going to be the production company. So even movie studios do this sometimes. They might like um, like Universal might fund a movie and then have someone else distribute right. it or something like that. So FX was always the production company, and then Fox was going to distribute it and show it. And I'm not sure when they took Fox took over or why. Or whatever, but FX kind of makes sense that they stayed with FX, being that that's a um, that's where um, Ryan Murphy does a lot of his stuff now with American Horror Story yeah. and things. I think he well he he actually did Glee on Fox, and I think he also did something on Showtime. I th- was he the one that did a uh, or maybe it was HBO? Anyway, I don't know why that stayed with FX. Um, 
It could have been because they they realized it was such shit. Like, no, we're not we're not doing gonna. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, there, there's some bad content on Fox, but I, I I mean, this is one of those things where I'm sure Fox might have gotten uh, rid of it or or read the script and been like, yeah, we might not want to. <laughs> Air this not quite i mean uh, yeah but yet they're doing these live musicals and, and stuff that all of them have done ter- i guess grease did well and i guess sound of music did well but some of those other ones were really i'm bad. trying to figure out why this wasn't just crammed down to a lifetime movie because it's it's oj simpson like he really doesn't get, deserve you're not going to get john travolta more than on lifetime like you're not going to get all of this head. this actually has like a pretty big budget you're not going to get that on lifetime and you got some really big writers mm-hmm. ryan murphy is like the one of the biggest names on tv right now um i would just like to know why this is such a big thing right now um it's not just the trial. It's going back to what I, you know, we were listening to the interview with the writers earlier, and they said they're they're mostly known. This is their first time doing TV. They've done a lot of films. They're known for doing biographies. They did. Um, they, so pick they did, something that they can they, like they write about that's good. They did. Um, I'm trying to remember remember the, uh, the 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 movies they did, but they've done like three or four like um, biographies. And they don't usually do TV. They said they get approached for a lot of things. The reason they wanted to do this story wasn't because of OJ, but it was because of the reality TV angle. It was because of the 24-hour news angle. It was because of Marsha Clark's, you know, being singled out in a like a man's world kind of. There's a lot of other things. They don't care that it was OJ. They care yeah. about the place and time and history that it encapsulates. Yeah, I'm hoping it just goes away from... I'm I'm really excited to see everything outside of OJ. Definitely, I'm really excited to see. Well, OJ is a small part of it. I mean, the reason it makes it interesting is the celebrity angle, but it really is. Uh, it's going to come down, from what I understand, it's going to come down to the legal aspects, and it's going to focus on the law story, especially because that's the right. As the synopsis says, everyone kind of knows the story. They know how it begins. They know how it ends. They don't necessarily know how it got there unless they've read every juror's book and they've read every other person's book and they've really analyzed i haven't done that because i don't really care that much i didn't know that marcia clark was a single mother going through a divorce i didn't know that already so i'm very intrigued (laughs) i saw that before in aaron brockovich but i I think (laughs) kevin is right in a way with the uh OJ being a small part of it or a fractional part of it, a, a lot of this case was, uh, keep in mind, it was LAPD on trial. Yeah. Their procedures and how they procured the evidence. They that put, was a huge part they, of this case. Yep. That's yep. the biggest thing. They put uh, the wrong person on trial. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't get the real killer. It was Kato. Yeah, they put the police department on trail, not O.J. Well, Simpson. Well, no, the police department, that was the uh, def- defense's strategy was to turn it around on yeah. the police so that's not they, they weren't on tr- the defense wants to win you got to understand that heather oh oh now i'm getting it yeah, i get it i get it i get it just like johnny I get it. that's why i want to throw a party where everybody puts a a glove on uh underneath but doesn't a fit plastic must glove so, yeah. I, I mean, they even said it in the show when Johnny Cochran and he's like kind of like... It's surprising that he's left-handed. That he's like, uh, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't like taking this woman getting shot. It's not sexy. And he's, and they said, are you going to get involved in the OJ case? He's like, no, because that's not a winner. 
Like no one thought it was it was in the bag. Yeah, it was in the until, bag until until that's why I said you can't be saying they put the wrong people on 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 trial. That was defense's defense was money talks and bullshit walks. Regardless of of how whether the first episode was good or bad, they made ten of them. Somebody had to think this was a good series. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I, I disagree with I'm, that entirely. I, I, I hope they... <laughs> but I'm optimistic now that I know there's 10. I mean, somebody had to think, hey, let's spend this money on 10 episodes for all these... And, and actually, the first... No, I already said, I was like, oh, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. I'm, I'm looking at different things other than I like the trial. Things. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, like X-Files, the first episode of X-Files... Did like blockbuster numbers. The second episode had like an eighty percent drop off. So we'll see. We'll have to see what happens with the second episode, which airs in a couple days. Because the first episode did like really good numbers. So we'll see if people come back and be like, I don't know. Although I'm really concerned with um, Ross the, was kind of a pussy. I'm really, con- <laughs> I'm really concerned with um, the younger generations. Like viewing it and going, oh, this like actually really happened. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping they yes see that this actually really happened. And no. holy shit, how the hell did this guy get off? Well, I know, but they don't. They don't. The problem is, is that they didn't really get to like see yeah. shit. Well, I mean, it's the same thing we get with the Vietnam War. I mean, we didn't see shit. We watched Platoon and be like, man, that was hard. <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom. She said she lived in uh, Panama. And when she came back, she's like, none of this shit happened. This is all fucking lies. So, media. The only information. That's the media for you. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the Oh, 20s. media. I was joking around. <laughs> anyway. Every time April Fool's Day comes around, there's always some media story talking about aliens have invaded and taken over Obama. Thanks, Obama. Invasion. <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> so, uh, so Eugene, would you? are you going to watch episode two? I kind of have to. Uh, there's kind of a I think we all have kind to. I need to know what happens now. I, I kind of need to know what happens now. Just because just I want to see if it continues to be this bad. I, it's the first episode. They're setting up the players. I, I kind of get that. It was really cheesy in the way yeah. they did it. There could have been a lot more tasteful ways to do it and to, to kind of draw you in without having to give everybody's first, middle, and last name every time somebody new came aboard. Yeah, that, that really pissed me off. Because it's like, if you, don't, yeah. if you don't know what the fuck's going on, then... You shouldn't be watching it. That's well, how I felt. Well, there's ten episodes. Stay patient. I mean, it'll come. I think in ten episodes. Well, well right? I don't think the writing is going to change. Though is my worry, though. I, mean, I feel it's... like they were trying to draw the younger crowd <laughs> with the names, and it just pissed me off. Well, it was almost like a, a, a biography in a way, um, and, and the way they tried to explain, or a documentary, excuse me, yeah. the way they tried to explain step by step what's happening. They should have just had like drunk history talking over the top. No, I prefer your I prefer your biography <laughs> than a documentary. Well, I, I just think it's funny like you know most of it was was Robert Kardashian licking OJ's balls and how much he loved him, but the whole detectives finding the evidence was dolled in the first 60 seconds of the show pretty much. Yeah. 
And so that, that I mean, it's definitely biased. You can kind of see how they wrote it. But. One of the episodes I'm curious about, if I get that far, is they were talking about this on the podcast I was listening to. Is I believe I'm it's like watch all of them. I believe it's like episode eight. The writers decide to because every like I said, every episode is has a theme. And kind of center, center. So they say on episode eight, they go like all the way back to the beginning, and the whole episode is just about the jurors. And they hadn't been in TV. I guess the other TV writers are like, oh yeah, we call that a uh, stunt episode when you just don't have anything that has to do with the series. And you just go and you go on some other episode. And usually, to me, a lot of times those episodes don't work. I remember Lost doing an episode like that that was awful. Um, but we'll see. Sometimes well, they're interesting. See- they're like a palate cleanser. This is where I think it's different. If they actually did this as a docu-series, where it was a documentary, where they went back and watched the actual footage of OJ being interrogated, it would be different. I would like to watch that. I think you should put that out. You should be a... Docutition. <laughs> a docutition. A docutition. <laughs> if they if they made this whole series as a documentary, not half series. A docu series. Heathen. <laughs> then getting, I would be more interested. We're getting low on time. Start clapping. <laughs> but it's fake. It, but it's fake. All right. Start playing right. the music. We're going. And <laughs> the All right. So Eugene's got his rank for us. <laughs> I've got a few different kinds of ranks. <laughs> so my ranking for this week is the top five movies they should remake starring David Schwimmer. <laughs> All right. Number five, and this is kind of an easy one, but it's Frankenschwimmer. <laughs> Imagine David Schwimmer as Frankenstein. <laughs> An instant classic. I like it. Especially Number when he throws the girl in the lake. He should be Dracula. That's true. Huh? He should be Dracula. This actually. isn't your rank, Heathen. Why do you always have to He already kind of like has the shape of Frankenstein's head in the first place. He's sort kind of already naturally there. He sort of has the hairstyle of Dracula. But if he was much. Dracula, he could probably make a good one. <laughs> it's nice. called Frankenschwimmer. <laughs> Frankenschwimmer. Franken- <laughs> Franken- <laughs> <laughs> and he... Not nose vera schwimmer. <laughs> Franken schwimmer. It's funnier the name than Count David Gilles. Yeah. Yeah, Count David <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Count Ross. Full metal schwimmer. Like Imagine a- David Schwimmer in an action role. Awesome. Awesome. I've been waiting for that all my Grenade. life. Grenade. And it's funny that the guy who found Nicole Brown Simpson's body looked like Paul Blart Mall Cop. Because that's number three, David Schwimmer, mall cop. He would never catch anybody. He would just talk and talk and talk, and they'd either fall asleep, or they would just slip away, and he would know the difference. Or so. speaking of reality TV, that would be a good reality TV, like a day day in the job. I think they have a show like that. They should just have David Schwimmer being a mall cop. That would be awesome. awesome. Excuse me, I belong here. Because everybody would believe it. No, he's been, he hasn't been in anything until this TV show recently, right? That I, I think he was a voice in Madagascar. Yeah, he's the and giraffe. That, and yeah. they made a lot of money, Eugene. That's true, <laughs> but I, I still picture David Swimmer as, as as like he made a lot of money living Eugene. in some hole in like a LA lot of money. Hollywood. So somebody got together has to be very serious about this OJ series. Uh, not Monica, that was his sister. Somebody has to tell the OJ story. There's so many stars in this story. OJ 
story, though. Uh, number two, Invasion of the Body Schwimmers. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a whole world of David Schwimmers. It would be, that's heaven. That's heaven for me. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. The Schwimmers move next door. And this this came to me in kind of an epiphany. It's but this, truth this all is the time. The number one movie that I would love to have David Schwimmer replace the Lee Roland and remake, and that would be David Poppins. <laughs> David Poppins. I think he might oh. be good at that. And the original song, though, I came up with would be A Spoonful of David. <laughs> a Spoonful of Just David. Just a spoonful of David makes See? the medicine go It's catchy, down. right? It's catchy, and you already have thought about down. it. And how the, the lyrics medicine would go. go down. Exactly. Just a spoonful David Poppins, everyone. I think in his comeback that Bill Cosby should play David Schwimmer in the film, though. That's true. <laughs> Just a, just a spoonful of the cast. A couple now, of honorable mentions, because Kevin did mention Rogue What do you Ross. think about mermaids? Mermaids? Yeah. David, David mermaids Swimmer are cool. mermaids? Mermaids are cool. That's what I think about them. I was like Bette Midler. I've always sure. wanted to, to be with a mermaid, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, like, David Swimmer and mermaids. Well, that would be, what's the, Splash. Yeah. David Swimmer in Splash as the mermaid with Tom Hanks. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. And John Candy. <laughs> But no, a couple honorable mentions. Kevin did mention Road Ross. I pictured that as an original romantic comedy, um, as a remake of Roadhouse. Um, and then I had a great one too, which was Schwimblade. <laughs> Schwimblade, everyone. He likes taters. You guys, you guys, or like that, you guys, you guys, you guys the like swining? Huh? The, the swimming. The swimming would have been <laughs> a really good one. With, oh! with twin, with twin, with twin David swimmers that, that hang out by the elevator. Here's David. Red rum. Red rum. Come play with us. I think in all the movies, if we ever remade the lead with David Schwimmer, like you have to throw in like Rachel's just here and there. <laughs> that's all he's really known for is just saying Rachel's name. <laughs> And being an anthropologist. We we may joke about it, but David Schwimmer is my favorite actor of all time. (laughs) That's no joke, Heather. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because I don't believe you. Who do you think my favorite actor then is? I'm not sure. Exactly. David Schwimmer. You have no guesses. No other guesses. It's clear. Or anybody but David Schwimmer. I mean, if you had a guess... You know, I, I, I'm I, liked, I liked Ross better than Chandler on Friends. So yeah, and Chandler's nowhere. Chandler's not even on this on this OJ movie. That's pretty bad. <laughs> we haven't seen uh, the guy who played Joey either. Matt um, LeBlanc. Matt yeah. LeBlanc's on a Showtime show. Or, really? He had his own, like he had his own like called, HBO show yeah. or something. Really? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be good. He plays an actor. The girls are doing good. <laughs> he plays so an that's... actor playing an actor. No, but no, David Schwimmer. Seriously. Yeah. Friends was my favorite TV series of all time. I've seen every episode. Yeah, I like the one. I know everything about Ross. I love how you look at me. No, I, like you're dead I'm trying serious. To, I'm trying to convince you, and this is when I put my hand in your shoulder. <laughs> I love. I my love. favorite actor. I, love, do you believe me I now? need a picture. Although, like right now. Do you believe, believe me, me now? now? Although he then uh, almost <laughs> had. My hands uh, on healing. Do you believe me now? He then almost had Matt convinced that OJ was hosting Saturday Night Live next week. And you fucked it up. You fucked it up. Live from prison. You fucked it up. That's something SNL hasn't done live from prison. I was going to wait for the podcast and be like, so, Matt. Last call. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom of a glass. All I see is a matter's face.
Last call. So here we're at last call. Uh, just want to tell everybody, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can reach us at 775-996-3986. If you want to see photos from the episode, go to potablepictureshow.com. You can get us on Twitter at potablepictures and such. Go clockwise. Eugene, any last words? No, I'm really looking forward to seeing the next um, OJ Story episode. I'm guessing it's going to be just as bad as the first. <laughs> However, I can't stop watching it. The Schwim, John Travolta, who can't move his face anymore. It's it's perfection. Heathen, any last words? What's up with the uh, eyebrows? That's Is that how he looked? You're the expert. You're the OJ expert in the room. <laughs> no, John, John Travolta. I know, but his character, though. Is that not how... Uh, no. Uh, Michael Madison. What's no, whatever it looked? that okay. was that, that was, was just. Horrible. I've got to do it with the eyebrows. He should have washed the eyebrow. Okay, I, I thought his eyebrows were bushier. The original guy, the original Shapiro. So he just he couldn't push them out, so he just colored them in like a like a yeah like, like camp, a lady. Like <laughs> he waxed it and then colored them back on. Maybe I was like horrible. a chola. He just draws them on every day now. No, he waxed it and then draws. True. I'd like. Oh, there's your there's your verbs. I like. A, I like that song, The Lady is a Tramp. They should call it The Lady is a Travolta. (laughs) New song coming up. Uh, Next week, I don't know what movie we're doing. It's possibly we'll do an Oscar special for next week. We'll see. I am watching the first ever Oscar award winner right now. on. It's on Netflix. It's called Wings from 1927, Uh, I believe. Wow. Anyway, any last words? Uh, I, too, am looking forward to watching the second episode and playing a drinking game where... Whenever anybody introduces their name, I, I will take a big we drink. Done that. I know. First I, I said. I said that uh, to Matt while we were watching. I said, "Was she going to be with a drinking game?" And it should have been like every time someone says something good about OJ, and every time someone it's, says their own name, it's gonna. It, it'll happen through. It's gonna have to happen. Gotta get drunk. Keep it wet, everybody. <laughs>
athlete, homie. And I am a movie star. Used to be lonely. Now I stay with groupie broads. You can catch me in that movie called The Naked Gun. Any girl in my room, she a naked one. I never argue with fool. That's what a wise one told me. I just kept balling and got the hiding trophy. Yes, I'm the top draft pick And your girl on my jaws and but I'm not magic Showtime Yeah, I rep my team We the hottest crew They call me OJ So you know I got the juice I just walk around and jump like Bishop do Make your girl shake it fast like Mr. Cool Yeah, this verse is done Yes, it's over And I just killed it So let me go confess the over If I ever got a problem The name will work ya We ain't worried about the case We get away with murder I got the knife, gotta keep that on deck so I can chop the white Because I'm OJ Simpson, I'm OJ Simpson They let me off the hook so I know they trippin' I'm OJ Simpson, I'm OJ Simpson They let me off the hook so I know they trippin' I'm sorry dude, like I, I don't know, I haven't drank in a while so like Something's going on with my gut right now in the booze I swear I didn't fart the whole time, otherwise I'm trying to...